on this episode of Comedy Rewind. Is it possible to call Liar Liar Jim Carrey's first step into grounded comedy? What would the 2020 version of this movie look like? Is there anything that could stop the claw? All of this and more on Comedy Rewind. Rewind! Push Rewind. I thought this was a comedy show. What's going on guys? Welcome back to Comedy Rewind. We are powered by Audio Technica as we rewatch the great comedies of the 1990s. I'm your host, John O'Peck, and joining me, they hold themselves in contempt, Mario Rivera and John Bernardo. How you guys doing? Doing all right, doing all right. Trying to get by day by day, telling the truth, not lies. Telling the truth. The truth will set you free. Yes. Yes. We're talking about liar, liar. Wow, what a segue. John Bernardo, first of all, this is your first Comedy Rewind appearance. Welcome to the show. Thank you. How's it feel? We finally made it work. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. It's been a lot of running around, but I'm grateful to be on and I appreciate it. Yeah. You want to give people a quick little intro of where people might know you if they do? Yeah, you probably don't know me, but if you do, uh, I used to host a little podcast called A Link to Our Past, which is Jono was my first guest, um, where we talked about video games and nostalgia. And right now I do a podcast called Panel to Panel, which is a comic book podcast uh, meant for anyone that just loves comic books from any point of view. And I host that with Andrew Taylor. You don't say. Um, and You don't say behind yeah. me. No, no, you don't. I've never even seen you read a comic book. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, if you if you enjoy comic books, check us out at Panel Pod. Very cool, and a past putting in work guest as well, I should say. Yes. Um, but Mario, you've been on the show before. We did Big Daddy way back with uh, Pixel Brave, but maybe give people a quick little rundown if they missed that one of, of who you are, what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I am Mario Vera, aka that Mario Vera, the only Mario Vera you need to know. Uh, I'm the video manager at Dual Shockers at their YouTube channel. I'm producing the reviews, previews, edits, and now lately we've been actually producing a little series called Dual Shocker Discussions, where whenever a game comes out, a release, or generally live streams, uh, we mm. talk over things or we have a full on discussion about what we feel about that specific item or topic. Very cool. It's great to have you both here for Liar Liar, another Jim Carrey movie. I think he's leading the uh, the bill on this show so far. <laughs> We've done like four Jim Carrey pods. Uh, he ran the 90s. Do- it was the Jim Carrey 90s, man. Yeah, no, we could do many, many more. <laughs> almost literally do every movie that he put out for the decade. And we might eventually, but um, I think Liar Liar is uh, amongst his catalog in 1997. It's possibly the one that... Hmm. Brought him into a grounded world for the first uh, time. That's yeah, exactly. I agree with that one. Yeah, like leading into this, you know, Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, uh, Cable Guy. He was is kind of grounded, but the character really isn't. Yeah. Um, and the Riddler in Batman Forever. Obviously, that's not a comedy, but it was a comedic performance. I got a story about that. And the mask, obviously, yeah. <laughs> the mask is obviously um, very cartoony. So this, as much as he is still full Jim Carrey, uh, there's a, there's an aspect of his portrayal that is, you know, he's a real person. He's a real job. He's a lawyer. He's believable as a lawyer, and the performance is, um, you know, it, it is really slick and he's he's a grown-up you know he's a human being grown-up man not a cartoon character until he can't lie and then his body just has these you know convulsions yeah he gets to be jim carrey and then you know people of the time are probably like there he is that's the guy yeah. i came here for 
What are your personal memories and I guess experiences with this film over the years? I just wanted to throw in that quickly because you were talking about how grounded it was. You guys mm. do realize that his son has magical powers, right? <laughs> yes. That's yes. Yeah. But in the same way that, you know, we'll talk a bit more about the comparisons, but Groundhog Day, you know, there's a fantasy element to the film, yeah. but yeah, of course. Um it's set in our world for Yeah. More more than like a dumb and dumber is where there's like, you know, the laws of physics are slightly different and logic isn't exactly there <laughs> for for me uh, talking about like uh, my memories of it it's definitely was one of the more recent movies that i can remember being extremely quotable even before it was kind of out on dvd all the time my neighbors always yelling at me stop breaking the law <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. and there's so many things that came from it and i can't i can't picture my point in time of where i was but i definitely can say that it was definitely heavily quoted. And to this day, when I watched it last night, I was just hearing these things like, oh my God, that's where I got it from. I completely mm-hmm. forgot where I've gotten these things from. Yeah. What about you, Mario? Uh, this is a movie that when I... Actually, I think I mentioned it actually in the last episode where I talked about my father and how he uh, climbed the telephone poles and uh, did the old black box, which was to get the pay-per-view channels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was one of those movies that I watched religiously over and over because when you had pay-per-view channels, it literally would just replay that right like afterwards, and then I would just watch right. it again. Um, this is a fun period in time. I mean, this is a little bit after, obviously, uh, Batman Forever, but it's still in the same category. Like, I guess my 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 funnest memories, obviously, is that the, how repeatable this movie is, how repeatable Jim Carrey is as a whole. Mm-hmm. I guess a quick story to lead into to, to actually one of the major scenes that happens in this movie is that. Jim Carrey has been a big part of my life. It's funny that I'm glad that we got to do an Adam Sandler movie the last time, and that now I get to do uh, a Jim Carrey movie. But Adam, but Jim Carrey specifically, uh, because of the mannerisms and the things that he does, very much like, sort of like imparted on me, like the things that he would do. Specifically, oh, yeah. Batman Forever, I would 100% mimic the scene in the Batcave, like to the T, throwing the bombs, doing the moves, everything. <laughs> that also led into this movie. Where I would pretend to kick my own ass. <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember. I'm kicking my ass. You mind? And then, of course, running into walls just to be silly. Like, it was that mm-hmm. type of slaps of county that appealed to me. That's something that I would replicate uh, at the time. But yeah, this, this, and it's funny because, in, it, not to tie, to, again, to tie it to the other episode that I was on, that movie's very much about fathers. And very mm-hmm. much now, this one's also very much about fathers. Yeah, so I'm sensing a, a theme point. of all the episodes you're inviting me on. Uh, <laughs> daddy issues much? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, uh, it definitely appeals to me. The daddy, the father dad stories really do appeal to me. Um, including even like, especially I'm playing Last of Us, so that's that's part of it. But yeah, yeah, there's a theme for sure. It's all it's all tied together. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I'm similar. Like I remember taping this off the TV onto a VHS <laughs> tape and. It probably was kind of, I was 10 when it came out, so I probably was a teenager by the time I got around to watching it. Yeah. And yeah, like it's it's one of those fantasy comedies that's just so, mm-hmm. like the, the premise, as soon as you hear it, it's so fun. It's like, ah, oh, it's a guy who can't lie. Like that could obviously create some wacky scenarios. Um, and Groundhog Day, which we covered a few episodes ago, is I, I want to say it's one of the ones that kind of kicked off this trend maybe there was ones before it but they probably weren't as um you know they didn't reach the status of a groundhog day where it's like you know he repeats the same day over and over again why 
doesn't matter. It's not important. Yeah. It's, it's just there for the comedy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, then you have Liar Liar. Why does the birthday cake wish, you know, work the way it does? Doesn't matter. It's just, it's funny. Uh, yeah. You know, and then it's obviously a, a, a genre, the, the fantasy comedy that we have seen over the years with things like Click with Adam Sandler. He's got mm-hmm. the magic remote controller. And it's just a really easy plot device to, to bring out wackiness where you wouldn't be able to do it otherwise, I guess. So yeah. uh, I think Lie Lie is up there in that genre. And this is, I think it's probably one of the movies that showed Jim Carrey could do a bit more than just be goofy. And he's super goofy in this movie, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but uh, as I mentioned, there's a groundedness in the character where like, yeah, that, that could be, that's just a funny person that's a dad for, for, for a part of the movie. And uh, it, it probably led into things like The Truman Show and later films where yeah. eventually there was no comedy. It was just stripped back. Yeah. Um, and even though, you know, something like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is a drama and a great performance, Jim Carrey is, is so expressive that he's going to be almost funny regardless of what he's doing, unless the content is like completely dark. And I don't think he ever really went completely uh, number, tw- number 23 number is the one yeah. where he did that yeah. and i don't think it's very successful for it yeah. personally exactly so i guess that's the exception that proves the rule yeah <laughs> but anyway uh the film was made for 45 million dollars according to my sources and jim carrey was apparently paid 20 million so wow, almost half sense. the budget went straight into his pocket yep. and it's funny because i guess without jim carrey it's not much of a movie. Like no, if you no. swap him in for say the, the market value, like the market correction, like Mike Myers, Adam Sandler, um, you know, Bill Murray, Steve Martin, it's still probably a good movie, Yeah. but no one can quite do what Jim Carrey does with his face and with his mouth. And just the, <laughs> like, if, like the, the pitch from the director, I'm guessing is like, you're trying to say something, but your body won't let you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just seeing how Jim Carrey like brings that to life is like amazing. Yes. I think probably Steve Carell does something similar in Bruce Almighty when he's being manipulated by Bruce, yeah. by Jim Carrey's character. So I guess like years later, that that's someone that might be able to pull this off. But uh, we might get to that later on. In uh, could you could you make this movie? today yeah do you guys have any estimates for where this one would have been received as far as rotten tomatoes score Ooh. uh based off of my personal i'll say based off my personal viewing now as an adult because adults write reviews mm-hmm. <laughs> uh you sure i didn't I, for me i didn't enjoy this movie as much as i thought i was gonna enjoy it which is weird for me to say because i love this as a kid i'm gonna say it's in the 50s John, I'm gonna agree fifty to sixty because it there you know it is a funny movie. It d- definitely doesn't hold up because the, you know a lot of the jokes are dated and a lot of the stuff. This is a strange uh, is a kids f- movie. <laughs> yeah, it's offensive by today's terms, uh, right? You know, like they they throw around the word, and I don't mean this offensively, but they throw around the word retard and things like that. Like, like it's just a joke. Um, but I would say it was around the 1560s because I feel like it would be modified accordingly uh but yeah i'm gonna stick with that yeah i'm gonna say definitely not fresh 
right. no it's definitely not fresh but it like just like there's movies that are a lot less funnier that have come out nowadays like i don't remember now and recently in the last like couple years a movie that i've actually laughed as hard as i used to laugh at movies back in the 90s interesting yeah i mean i think a lot of like i know a lot of the reviews on rotten tomatoes are written at the release of the film mm-hmm. so it might not skew with the kind of trending change that we've had now or sure. the wokeness that we have now it was actually 81 really i was surprised by that too yeah really 81 wow. oh my god uh-huh. so i guess it was up to that point i have to imagine it was probably the best received film that he had done um i can't imagine any of the ace venturas the mask dumb and dumber being as popular with critics even though they were funny even funnier than this yeah in, in some instances but here's, I got a quote from The Hollywood Reporter. They said, Carey has never been better, that is to say, funnier or more controlled. He's reached a higher performance plateau here, playing a real human being we care about rather than a goon figure. So I suppose the, the <laughs> critics that, that had been, you know, I think Roger Ebert was one that was like, I'm scared that I'm becoming a Jim Carey fan uh, after being critical of those earlier movies because gotcha. they can see, okay, there's actually something to this guy. He's not just a complete goofball yeah um so i guess that's where people were at at the time yeah the scene actually that it's funny you say that the scene i think that and uh the one the one that actually got to me where i'm like wow this is great this is how i see jim carrey and truman show and i see him in eternal sunshine and it's the scene where he actually legitimately cares about his son and he's mm-hmm. actually breaking down and like having those feelings it's like post court it's, it's it's post um the court scene where he wins the the, the battle where he wins mm-hmm. the actual yeah. court and then he just becomes a totally different person his everything that he says feels genuine and sweet, and I feel like mm. that comes out so much in those specific scenes. And that's yeah, I can probably see that. Everything else, yeah, trash. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> no, you, you're absolutely right. Like, there's a the verdict is passed, and he's kind of like feeling guilt over it because the woman's asking for full custody, and he's yeah. realizing like I'm a bad parent. This is a good parent, and he's having his kid taken away, and he has that moment that I um kind of quoted at the top like i hold myself in contempt why should you be any different yeah and so it's such good. like a i don't know if it's the music swelling or something but it always struck me as like a really powerful line even before i knew what the word contempt meant yeah and um it's it's not done for laughs it's just a pure emotional dr- dramatic moment yeah uh, in the same way that like in dumb and dumber there's this scene that i just love talking about where he says like i'm sick of and tired of having to eke my way through life yeah. and you know i'm sick of being a nobody and i'm sick and tired of having nobody and it's such like a dramatic moment that is a flash forward or foreshadowing of his dramatic range that he would have in future years yeah and i think yeah that's the example in this movie and i love it it's really cool yeah i, I wanted to say it's funny that you mentioned the music because I, when you're watching this younger you don't notice these type of things but the music in this is so looney tunes like listen yeah. the, the soundtrack is do yeah. you know like who did the soundtrack thing. or at least did one of the main themes and i oh, was that. shocked by it uh the guy who worked with Hans zimmer on the dark knight uh james wow. um james howard i think there you go and i was like he did this it's funny because it's like, so animated it's very it? animated. like it's like those like dun, 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 like if he's walking yeah. like, in the yeah. cartoons when they're walking and there's like the little strings playing along with them walking yeah yeah it was it's a, that's like, a very 90s thing like home alone yeah. is a it's a john williams soundtrack but it's the same kind of thing yeah uh, and it stands out so much it now. does it does yeah it's like weird. i was telling my wife i'm like 
you can this is a 90s trope where the the music is like these very big like happy orchestra things and yeah it was it's weird to hear because like yeah you don't get that anymore not at all no big time there was what movie was it uh, i think groundhog day like I, I just did that a few weeks ago and that's the same thing where uh if the movie was made now you know you might have some folk music or some like you know a little bit yeah. of indie indie rock or something exactly. to kind of yeah. keep the movie ticking along but instead it's yeah it's all this orchestral stuff like b- uh, oboes and bassoons and exactly <laughs> and all these instruments it's like what am i hearing here but yeah yeah like when there's a montage going on you, just, you don't just hear that for you like that song just like playing. yeah 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 <laughs> nailed it all uh, right uh the number one song when this movie released in april 1997 does anyone want to have a guess 97 I failed miserably the last time we did this, so I don't even, yeah. don't even think I want to. It's tough. John, I'll give you a chance, but any thoughts? Wait, I do have a cast. Go ahead. Okay. I, I'm really bad with my dates and, yeah. and everything. Like, when two people say, like, the best gaming in that year and the music... Mm. I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a pass on this one. I can't right, even. Right. I'm gonna to say think. it's 97, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is either the Slim Shady year, where it's Eminem, or it's no Cisco. Is Cisco 98? <laughs> Cisco, I think, I think was were, 99, wasn't he? I think they were both a bit later. Anyway, really? I thought it was 97. You're on the no, Cisco was 2001. You're on the right path, but it's Puff rap, Daddy, right? Oh, it's Olympus uh, Puff Daddy. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that Can't sounds nobody right. Hold me down. I wouldn't have thought that song, but that sounds that sounds like his era for sure. Mm. And then if if you waited till the Australian release date for this movie, it was Umbop by Hanson, Jeez. which I think has been number one on this podcast before. So yeah, I think you brought it up before. Hansen. It's a great song. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a, it's a banger of a pop It's tune, a banger. That's for sure. Well, that's it's a pop banger, um, yeah. Uh, what have you done for me lately? We're going to start with the kid in this movie. Uh, Justin Cooper was his name. And unlike... Our Big Daddy podcast, the kid in that movie, this kid is retired as far as acting goes. He worked until 2003, and he's currently the executive producer for The Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Wow, Never heard of it, but good for him, I guess. Yeah. That's a complete opposite direction. I feel like I've seen him in a bunch of things as he, the son. He feels, well, he feels like the kid from like Jerry Maguire, but he's not Jerry Maguire yeah. kid. And no, he's not no. Anakin Skywalker, yeah. but he's like in between no. them if you combine them as one human being. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, uh, you know, it's, I think he chose the right path, if I had to be honest about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I didn't have any issues with him, but. He can't play the line, kid. Mom. I can't, yeah, I can't blame a kid for. Uh, I know. Not, not wanting to be an, an actor. Listen, <laughs> we had kids age. like Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood, yeah. and they could emote, they could cry on cue, so I'm not giving the kid any bricks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, man. But he, yeah, I think he, he probably showed up on TV shows like The Practice and ER and that kind of thing. So yeah. yeah. You, you probably peeped him over the years here and there. I'm not sure how to say her name, but Maura Tierney is the the romantic lead, the mother yeah. of the child. Her I've seen often. I feel. I yeah, don't remember she where, was, but she familiar. was pretty big in the '90s. I think she was in Men in Black. Was she the? the she was main? no. Yeah, no, she wasn't. No, that's was that uh, for, that's the girl from Dogma. Um, right. Yes. Oh, yes, you're, you're right. right. Yeah, they look right. very similar. They do look sim- similar. They do. Anyway. They do. This actress you would have seen in The Affair, which aired up until, I think, last year. It had its last season, like four or five-year run. So, still working, still out there, 
Um, but yeah, she, I feel like she was definitely popping up in the 90s quite a bit. Mm-hmm. She has a 90s look to her. Yeah, you, she, yeah. 90, yeah for sure. Like, uh, she was also a spaz, which I also liked about her because I could totally mm-hmm. see her relationship. Out of all the people that Jim Carrey's like linked up with in a movie, like for instance, um, like Cameron Diaz, where it seems completely unrealistic, she seemed the one that most likely she would be uh connected sure okay we'll move on to carrie ulls oh yeah oh my god yes also like probably most well known from either robin hood men in tights another mm-hmm. great 90s movie that's the one the princess the princess bride and oh the claws coming after you the claws yeah. oh, just, the claw. and, and later he was in um saw wasn't yes. he yes. he was like the american that's actually where yeah. i know him from the most like i didn't grow up with i knew robin hood but i didn't grow up with like princess bride and all that kind yeah. of stuff yeah i know him the most from saw robin hood is the yeah. one because that's the one that's another one of those movies that i watched religiously mm-hmm. and i thought he was wonderful he was you know dashing and he cool is, yeah. and then you see him in this movie and he's the polar opposite of anything he is that just, character is yeah, he's yeah. just like generic actor number fifty-seven. Yeah. Just like just just read these. Just songs. that good old like boyfriend that's totally cool with socializing with their ex-husband, being called my ex-husband or called my husband. <laughs> well, yeah. and he was he played it so, so safe. Like he was usually the boyfriend's like a bad person and behind the scenes or anything. Yeah, he's just like you know what? It's cool. I get it. You like your family. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. I'm gonna go to whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Boston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think um, yeah. We can talk about his performance for a little bit here. I think that it's understated in a way that it's meant to be. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's meant to be the polar opposite of Fletcher, where he's yeah. not like suave and like smooth talking and like hilarious. <laughs> he's just like the safe guy, the vanilla mm-hmm. guy. <laughs> he yeah. is so um, safe. Yeah, and he plays it that way. Where I think he's he's a great actor, obviously, and he did exactly what they wanted him to do. Um, they wanted you to think like, yeah, like after you've been with a, a guy like Jim Carrey's character, you probably want someone that's like really just kind of plain and kind and yeah. and thoughtful and, mm-hmm. and is there for you and that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, so recently you would have seen him almost unrecognizable, whether it's the, you know, father time or other factors, but he was in Stranger Things. He's yes. playing the mayor of the city. Yes. And that's a great kind of, I know they love to cast like 80s icons and mm-hmm. they've done that with him yeah. being from The Princess Bride. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is a show he's also been on. Ooh, what I was he don't in rem- there? I, I don't remember him being on there, but he was he's he was apparently in a few episodes, so I somehow yeah. didn't recognize him because yeah. I love that show. Oh, same here, dude. F- it's fantastic, but yeah. I'll have to f- figure out who he was and he- <laughs> and come back to that. I do know he was also in the failed pilot for Wonder Woman back in the early 2000s. There was a pilot wow. with uh, Adrian Padalecki, the lady that ended up being the Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and she was like on um, that right. football show that everyone loves. Um, but yeah, she was going to be Wonder Woman, and he was, uh, I think, I don't know if he was Maxwell Lord, but he was someone in that universe. Oh, I can see him being a villain. Yeah. I can totally see that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Jim Carrey, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, just kind of came out last late last year yeah mario i see your face i swear to god if you speak ill of that that movie (laughs) no i like it i actually like that okay good the movie's bad but i I love love it (laughs) oh no it it is a bad movie but it it is great he's great he's pure jim carrey i'm not i'm not i'm not discrediting it oh thank god you're good i haven't seen it but um i've heard jim carrey fans have enjoyed it so that that makes me happy if you love jim carrey he's here yeah he's back it's a fun movie all all around like it, it really is just a fun movie. If yeah. you could just let a lot of things go, it's just I'm, a fun. I'm movie. I'm 100 shocked at how good that movie is, but this is not about Sonic. 
No, no, no. I'm I just gonna, want to. Yeah. I just want to make sure we weren't going down that road. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. Okay. 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 I'm, okay, I'm cool, gonna cool. wait until my kid's old enough to watch that before I watch it because sure. you know that, that that seems to make sense. And you watch another one. one by yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're making another one though, so that's kind of what he'll be working on yeah. in the near future, I suppose. Mm-hmm. That's the one I'm most. Uh, the last, <laughs> the last person that we'll talk about in what have you done for me lately is Jennifer Tilly. Yes. A oh, name yeah. that is is Love very her. fun to say. Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer um, Tilly. She was somewhat of like the blonde bombshell for yeah. the, the 90s. She's a very sexual yeah. kind of performer where she would always get cast into these, um, I guess, similar roles to what she has in this movie, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, uh, I had a crush on Jennifer Tilly for, for years uh, in this movie specifically, but also in like Bride of Chucky. And then, of course, uh, there was another movie that she was in that I haven't seen yet that I do want to check out. It's called Bounce or Bound. Bound. Right. Yeah. Sure. But she's apparently been moving into voice acting. She Ooh. plays Bonnie Swanson on Family Guy and has oh, been doing really? that, that since like, the, the start of that show. Wow. That makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she has got a really cool voice. She it's does. Like that kind of raspy, it's very kind of sexy, kind of, yeah. you know, strong um, performance. So I'm glad that she's still doing stuff and she's kind of pivoted more into to voice work. It seems like a, a good thing to do. Did you also Especially notice she was a professional the- poker player? What? Actually, you, I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot that. But I did know she's like one of the best yeah. uh, actors as far as, you know, I think it's her and Ben Affleck are the ones <laughs> that kind of get talked about as far as like they enter the tournaments and they do decently. Yeah, sure. I've seen her on TV a bunch of times at these as the tournaments. I'm I, like, that's random. I used to watch some of that yeah. too. And it's like her and Shannon Elizabeth just like battling it out. I think, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah even going beyond like the celebrity tournaments to just... Yeah, well. just like it's, whatever that's, tournament. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really cool. So good for her. Uh, we'll move on to the categories now. What is the most 90s moment of Liar Liar? Uh, so, uh, similar to uh, to uh, Dumb and Dumber, uh, anything with the airport. <laughs> still, oh, my God. <laughs> still a big crazy <laughs> I, no-no. I, I wrote down the same thing. Yeah. I wrote down that it was the cheesy music for sure, but the chasing the airplane on a flight of on a, with a flight of stairs is some Fast and Furious kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I saved that for what holds up the worst, but we can talk about it. No, for sure. In both in both that categories, is nice. if you yeah, want. yeah, for sure. No, just just to, that for specifically brought up. I was just like the suits that don't fit people. Like I can't believe people wore suits like that in the nineties. <laughs> Oh man, as a as like an NBA fan, I feel like there was a moment for the oversized suits. Really, like oh my god, between all the the draft day outfits that you see, or just like the guys in on the sideline in like a massive, just baggy pants, Big nothing's shoulders. fitted. Yeah, it's changed so much for sure. So I had a, a few things, and you know, some of them are technology based because that's a pretty easy thing to oh. pick out as, as something that changes so much. Uh, so Fletcher had a, a Mac PowerBook yes. in his office. Oh, I didn't even notice and that. A Mac, and Very, a PC too, the the Mac PC or Mac computer. Yeah. Yeah. Very chunky. It's like <laughs> that, one of those early laptops. Super chunky, like basically the size of a briefcase when you fold it up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it probably had that like, you know, the, the mouse that's like the rubber pad that goes in between like H and J keys on the keyboard yeah. to, to <laughs> move the mouse around. Some keyboards still seem to have that, but it always reminds me of like that very early kind of keyboard. It oh, still exists. Um, I have a brand new ThinkPad, and it has that. Yeah, on there that. you go. Uh, the, there's something about it. Yeah. The other thing that I immediately I think about that's the '90s or at least 
associated with it of course is one of the most iconic lines is like uh, when he's being dragged out of the court near the end he's like i'm supposed to be jose canseco (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly and yeah because the people in the courtroom are like the hell does that mean yeah and of course the son keeps bringing it up throughout the whole movie he's really he's really in the baseball if you didn't know yeah nudge nudge yeah baseball stuff baseball Um, stuff (laughs) the other technology I, i had written down was there's a, a moment where Jim Carrey's character says, do you want to send a fax to one of your girlfriends? <laughs> that was uh, another yeah, one. Sure. A fax. <laughs> That's right. Like, Why not, right? Not a text, not an instant message, not an email, but a fax. Yeah. And you'd have to have their, their fax number as well, I'm sure. But, the, but faxing was big. At that time, I'm assuming. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we did. If you had a fax machine, that meant your company was successful. Mm. And the last technology that I wrote down was they're on the plane and they have these headphones that look like a stethoscope where it's like (laughs) a hard plastic, like, um, connector, I guess, that that puts the earbuds in and, like, keeps them, like, locked in so they don't fall out, I guess. I remember that. Yeah. It's when I, as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, you're right. Those like little wired ones. Oh, man. Yeah. Like it literally looks like a stethoscope, but instead of taking someone's heart, it just like plugs into the, to the airplane. That's funny. That's funny. All right. Most iconic scene. I'm going to say for me, it's hard to say if it's iconic, but it's the one that stands out to me the most. Um, and maybe this kind of shows the kind of person I am, but it's the boob elevator scene. Because that was that is in 100% it, actually, yes. Right? Yeah, because that was in the trailer. And to me, like, that was, like, my wife hasn't seen the movie since it came out. And she was able to quote that word for word as it came on the screen. It, to yeah, me, that one so was good. the most iconic because that's when people realized, like, oh, wow, he really has no filter if he's saying that to someone in an elevator. <laughs> yeah. No. I always yeah. loved that scene, yeah. too, as a kid. I was just like, you know, being a, a male teenager, I was like, yeah, like, that is what. That is like the worst nightmare that you would just say something yeah. like that to a woman. Like, yeah. far out. No, for sure, for <laughs> sure. And then I love that it kind of comes back later when he does the wish with his son. And he's like, hold on, I'm going to go test it. He like, goes oh, test yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. slapped by the woman. Yeah, so very much so. Yeah, I, I honestly believe... I, you know, I want to say it's like the uh, the... the what is it? The color in my hand, the power, the, the pen oh. scene. He's doing the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. royal blue. <laughs> like that. That one to me was also iconic. But I think it is one hundred percent the elevator. That to me is the you know the big daddy pissing on the wall poster. That is yeah. like that mm-hmm. is just to me is just that is the iconic scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's a couple for me. I guess the courtroom. The first time he like screams at like I can't lie. Like I'm sure that was in yeah. the trailers and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's like the first time that there's like real consequences for, you know, the plot device. Mm-hmm. Um, the speeding ticket scene is oh, another yeah. one. Is, yes. And that was a, a scene that I like, I don't know if I like downloaded the, the soundbite on Kazaa or LimeWire or something. <laughs> yeah. But I, I remember I used to listen to it and memorize it. And it was, it's just a great quote. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, I think her name's Ash Crossan that like has been doing Twitter videos of just her yes. doing the lines over and over. She yeah. does every single one of them. And it's like, she's yeah. killed it. She killed it's it. Funny, yeah. It's funny. It's funny. Cause when Jono said, oh, you can do that. Liar, and I, I was going to suggest you to like reach out to her, but I'm like, oh, that's probably a big reach, but like yeah. <laughs> she nah. knows it's I mean, like I, the back of her hand. Yeah. I can do that scene, but I'm not going to. <laughs> just know, just know that I can do it. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, the, the royal yeah. blue one. Obviously, I'm kicking my ass. Those are also fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
this oh my god the scene where he's having the conversation with his wife is actually pretty funny um when he talks about it, it's like yes. you know <laughs> like just making those weird noises <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid uh, it, it's not an iconic moment but it there's there are some things like the sex jokes that you don't catch when you're a kid and yeah. mm-hmm. um uh i don't remember exactly word for what he says but when he picks up when they pick up the kid from Jim Carrey's uh, house, they, he says, in half, he says something like, have fun with my wife or enjoy my wife. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy, yeah, my enjoy my wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jerry, enjoy my <laughs> wife. <laughs> yeah, and then he, he makes that face, and I know this is an audio podcast, but he makes that face. He's like, <gasps> yeah. Like he, yeah. That, that, that smile, and oh man, that kid. Yeah, me. that's a gift too that I've had. I posted actually, actually oh, in yeah. preparation, I've been teasing it throughout the week, but I've been posting little gifts and that was the one where I saw. I was like, nice. Oh, this is such a gift movie. It's such GIF a gift movie. It is yeah. really. We'll get to that. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Down, down, down the categories. But yes. the last thing that I want to say that is iconic and it segs right into this next one is what holds up the best. Mm-hmm. The claw. The claw. Like the, it's been mentioned already, but the claw is just iconic. Yes. I was doing it with my son like yesterday, <laughs> even though he's too, too young to understand what it is. And I don't know if like, I think, I feel like every dad had a version of this it might not be the claw but it was like a tickle monster or something and um i know jim carrey based it on something that his own dad used to do with him which is quite uh, quite cute and just like it's not only the claw but then (laughs) the uh what's um carrie's uh carrie ill's character's name again the boston guy jerry yeah jerry jerry's version of it being like (laughs) so weak and like missing the point completely yeah that is so funny. It's great comedy. And apparently people still come up to him in public and do it. That's awesome. <laughs> Which would be like so annoying, but it's also like, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good legacy to be like, the claw's going to get you. Oh, you know? geez. Oh, you, you've, done, you've done Saw. You've done Men in Tights. You've yeah. done Princess Bride. The claw's going to get you. The claw. But I, lo- I love Jim-, Jim Carrey's performance of it is great, especially uh, the ending of the beginning. When mm-hmm. we first see it, and he just like sees the mm-hmm. wife's like, <gasps> only Sub-zero weakness. Temperatures. Sub-zero yeah. temperatures. <laughs> and then like the the wife's trying to like describe it to, yeah. to him and Hers being like, fun. you can do stuff like this. Yeah. And Which like, even she does a better job than Jim. 100%. <laughs> That's why I love how goofy she kind of was or yeah, off kilter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just strange. Oh man, it's just fun. What did you guys have for holding up the best? I I didn't really have a specific thing that holds up the best. I would just say that when when I you know said to my wife like, hey, did you want to? I'm going to be talking about this tomorrow if you want to watch it. And it's just it's the right kind of silly if you're in the right mood. When you just you know, I just mm. need to just watch something and just smile. It is it holds up in that sense that you know it's silly and. It's just something to kind of keep your mind off the bad shit in the world for for ninety minutes, right? Like it's, it was just the right amount. Like you, we talk about how it was the peak of when Jim Carrey was in the sense of it being grounded, um, mm. without it being too wacky. It just felt wholesome and good. You know, there's nothing yeah. out of there's nothing. Yes, there were some things like I said that would. Yeah. Yeah. not make sense now to say like there's some offensive things that would be would offend some people nowadays. But other than that, it's just a fun movie that. It's not trying to hurt anyone. It's not trying to be mean or anything. And it has, you know, the message of fatherhood and all that kind of stuff behind it. So it's just the tone of it. And I got to say, it paced so well. I, I was halfway through the movie. I was like, wow, already? I'm like, this is just going. This is going. Let's. I like this. Let's keep going. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it's one of the shorter movies. I feel like people make movies too long now. But. Amen. I, that's why yeah. I don't watch many movies now. I'm like, okay, come on. Four yeah. hours? I can't do this. I watched, it, I watched it last night because I was like playing Last of Us until a certain time. And I'm like, I got, at some point, I got to cut myself off and watch this movie. And I was afraid that I was going to, because it was like pretty late. But then the movie finished. I'm like, well, I still got some time to play some Last of Us. It's, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's a perfect contrast, though. You went from like that dark, depressing yeah. shit to this. I'm like, sure. that's so lighthearted. Well, we'll talk about it in some of the other categories but uh in terms of things that i think that uh held up the most actually to me was the relationship with uh jim carrey and his son uh is to me is the stuff that really held true especially when it's Mm -hmm. him giving him the present um there was a realness to that at least to the him being a father that i enjoyed as much as i disliked obviously but that's his character choice of him being a bad father doing things that are not beneficial of his relationship with his son. And that's obviously doing that job thing. But the scenes that that are just him and his son, like the one where he's given the present, the one where he's trying to re-wish the, the wish at school, him actually like his son's asking questions and he can't lie. Like that scene to me works the best. That relationship specifically. Him being mm-hmm. a human being with his son. Um, and then the later half of the movie where he's also being a human. Um, the other things that I think that hold up the most to me are the relationship between him and his, his uh, secretary. I actually really enjoyed, which of course she's the lady from uh, Mrs. Dalfire. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's the social worker um, to actually see her in a different movie as a different person. Um, that little tit that they have at the, in the middle of the movie to then relays to the end of the movie where they're, you know, she still cares about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I also really kind of thought was sweet. Um, the mm-hmm. sweetness in those moments, I think are the best things about this movie overall. Yeah, that's an interesting thing you bring up about like the the parenting relationship and I guess that conflict and the tension between wanting to be a good parent but also having a, a job that's important and yeah. people relying on you and wanting to be ambitious and 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 so it it ends up where like he's in this place that he probably didn't think he would get to where he's not a, a good parent. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's kind of a relatable thing now as a dad. Like, yeah, like I want to be a great parent to my kid, but am I looking at my phone too much, or am I playing The Last of Us Part Two <laughs> when I should be like turning the TV off and you know interacting with my son? Like, it, it just kind of makes you it, you can you can see those kinds of moments, and hopefully none of us ever get to the point where we're lying to and and missing birthday parties because we're sleeping with our boss or whatever it is like that's pretty pretty far down the path the wrong path yeah it's really riding me yeah yeah that's that's terrible um but yeah i i think that it's um it, it puts it, it's the classic thing where it sets up this person who has a flaw that needs to be solved by the end of the movie and you know the power of um of love is what gets us there i guess <laughs> anyway um have we all gone have you gone john i think you did yeah yeah we'll move on to what holds up the worst and when this is where i want to talk about the lack of airport security <laughs> a man could hijack whatever those things are called the uh they, they, stairs. Called, they just called it a flight of stairs that's all they said yeah he, he hijacks a flight of stairs <laughs> and can just drive it next to a plane on a runway mm-hmm yeah, that's that's pretty impressive, and he did sneak in through the uh, the bags somehow. That was awesome. Well, he was hugging. He was hugging. How did like he get big... in the bag? I don't. 
that part, I was like, what? <laughs> but, you know, yeah. that's funny. That's classic Jim Carrey. Yeah, I mean, he loves the sun, right? He loves being hidden yeah. into things, especially like uh, you know, nature calls. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Good point. But yeah, that was <laughs> probably the worst thing. And, you know, throwing a shoe at the <laughs> I love that that stops pilot. it. <laughs> was that yeah, a shoe? Like, yeah. Let's pull this thing over. Yeah, because some <laughs> asshole uh, is on there with the, with his shoe and his flight of stairs. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, he didn't go to jail for that, or what? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it did say one year later, so he could have served maybe a month. How long? What you? How much do you serve for that? I don't. Know. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's pre nine eleven, so that is true. Know, it was a bit more bit more relaxed back then. <laughs> and he's he's a good lawyer too, and he probably knew a good lawyer. That is true. That is true. That is true. <laughs> A few other things. The kid's haircut. Terrible. Oh, my God. So just, bad. Yeah. It's like the kind of like uh, quarantine haircuts we've been seeing some memes about the last kind of yeah. four months. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the battle with the pen is a scene that you mentioned being iconic. But there's a part of it that doesn't hold up in terms of the logic of the of the movie. Sure. Yeah. It's where like... His arm is okay, possessed. So, yeah, up until this yeah, point, you're right. he can't. You're right. He can't lie, you're right. and then his arm becomes sentient, <laughs> and it writes on. Like he, he's fighting against his own arm, mm. and it's funny. Don't oh, get yeah. me wrong; it's it's very funny. It just doesn't make any sense. I agree. It would, like he's like he's like write it or I'll break it off. Like write it, I'll break it off. As much as I actually do enjoy those little moments, which is really funny, you're absolutely mm. right. It makes absolutely no sense to the logic of the mm. of the movie. And I also do love. Well, I mean, not that I love it, but I, uh, they keep establishing more rules. Like for instance, this is the part where he meets the uh, the lover, and he just he discovers that he can't even tell. He can't even ask a question if he knows the answer leads to a lie. Mm, and yeah. I thought I found that fascinating, yeah. but yeah, that definitely the the pen thing. No, that probably doesn't hold up. But <laughs> yeah, as much as I, I love, was, yeah, I love I'm the like, lines. Yeah, how can line. you write it on his face so perfectly? Yeah, that many times <laughs> because it's sen- it's sentient. Yeah, yeah of course, it was it's, very it's cartoonish. Totally. This is this is where I'm going to say in in the episode where uh, where this movie doesn't hold up is that I don't know who this movie's for. Because I can't tell you if it is a comedy movie just for the sake of comedy because it goes – it just balances between being a kid's movie and not a kid's movie to the point where it's like it's about wishes and about this kid. You know, it's like he doesn't want his father to lie. But then you have the court case and obviously Jim Carrey just having sex with somebody. And then you have what the court case – the resolution of the court case is that he married an, a, uh, a someone who minor. was long – Minor. It was, was a minor. And I'm just yeah. like – well, geez, <laughs> that was a crazy plot point to end the movie on, in my opinion. Uh, what a twist. Yeah, what a twist. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? who is this movie for? I mean, I guess it's just really just a showcase. And it's funny because Brian Grazer, who produced this, just has a lot of these things with, with Jim Carrey specifically. But yeah, I'm just like, who is this movie for? Um, but that, that was just whoever. my takeaway. You know, you know, whoever. Family movie. Family movie, which is funny because yeah. I always thought of it as a family movie. With sex scenes. But yeah. is it? <laughs> In the same way as like, is, is Ace Ventura a family movie? No, not 100%. No. Yeah. In my opinion. It's quite sexual. And that's probably like why I didn't watch it till I was a teenager. Yeah. And um, the, the next two things that I want to talk about holding up the worst are probably more serious. And it's the sleeping with his boss. Yeah. like that. That's Almost like, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And then the inappropriate workplace behavior of the, uh, well, not only his boss sleeping with him, but the boardroom scene where he mm-hmm. just goes around and like roasts everybody. As funny as it is, and as maybe as as fun it would be to work in a, a place that's that yeah. chill, 
I feel like it would be like, okay, now HR is going to have like a five-hour debrief about this <laughs> there, thing that just happened. Yeah, there are two things, especially in that scene, that are super offensive. There's mm-hmm. obviously the the R word that is dropped mm-hmm. in there, but then there's the one where he grabs the toupee and just yeah. pretends to be a Native American, and I'm just right. Like, yeah. Oh my god. It, it was fine when he slapped it against the wall. It's when he started making the noise that's like, oh, okay. Because he's basically like, saying it's a scalp. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. And it's also probably the thing that the first time you saw it, you probably went, that is hilarious. Yeah. 100%. When I was a kid, I was like, oh, he's making noises. I don't know what that means. I, yeah. You know, stupid stuff like that. I just love so that he slapped it, right? Like, that to me was funny. But, like, then the noise, I'm just like, exactly. Like, so I'm like, oh, okay, that's a noise. Yeah. But, like, him just, show, like, to me, it was just like, oh, look, you can tell it's fake because there's glue on it. I didn't... When I was yeah. young, you don't think about what, uh, you know, racial undertone there is there. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys have anything different to, to that rundown? You knocked them all out. Yeah, that was, that was about it. Other <laughs> than I said, the whole movie's offensive. No, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So now we'll get to the point where we talk about the, um, you know, the, the internet relevancy. Does mm-hmm. this pass the test? And I think we've established that, yeah, there's a lot of reactions there's a lot of uh, moments, whether it's the spit take my that he favorite. does it's my favorite in gift. the courtroom, yeah. which is so good. And then Come on! just other mannerisms. Yeah, there's there's so many that pop up all the time. And it's almost every Jim Carrey movie has them because he's so expressive. Mm-hmm. But this one, I feel like it has a lot like the one right before that boardroom scene where he makes that, he throws his hands in the air and he makes that really face like he's shocked or scared. Of, of, this, of his boss, right? Yeah, yeah, right before he go, right yeah. when she tells him you're gonna go talk to them. Yeah, and even the one after when he gets out of there and he's laughing and then he just passes out. <laughs> that yeah, exactly. As well. Yeah, we we missed uh, a question: who would be the most offended by this? Uh, or I've I've done it in the wrong order or something. But anyway, for this one, I just had lawyers because <laughs> there's there's a there's a great uh, YouTube channel. I think it's called Legal Eagle or something like that, and it's a lawyer who like breaks down legal drama or comedy whatever it is like he'll do anything from like a few good men to liar liar to uh it's always sunny in philadelphia and tv shows like boston legal and that kind of thing and he'll like talk about basically the whole episode suits that kind of thing where it's like okay this is what they've done accurately and he gives like a a grade by the end of it and here's what's completely um not how we do it or that doesn't hold that wouldn't hold up in court or you wouldn't be able to talk to a judge like that and it's really interesting um i recommend you go and watch the episode or the the video on youtube about liar liar right. dude what was <laughs> it called again because i'd love law, ru- yeah. law shit uh sorry if i okay. can't uh what was it called again i think i'm just gonna look it up quick i think it's called legal eagle yeah it's called legal eagle yeah and like, i love that then stuff. if you just type in if you type legal eagle liar liar it will come up and it's called, like, the video titles themselves are called, like, Real Lawyer Reacts to Better Call Saul or Reacts to, Got it. Uh, you know, The Dark Knight. And it's, like, the laws that have been broken in this movie by the police. Nice. That's, awesome. Or by That's Bat- awesome. Or by Batman. Um, Home Alone, you know. <laughs> it's just comedy. And it's great because he's a real lawyer, but he understands, like, there'll be points where he's like, I get that that's funny, but here's five minutes about why you can't say that. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, there's great stuff here. He actually does Crazy Ex Girlfriend and he does The Witcher with the Law of Surprise. Wow. Um, I'm going <laughs> like down that. this rabbit hole tonight. Right, for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I have to catch up because I haven't watched any for a while. 
the lore of surprise. Awesome. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. How, how would uh, smartphones and the internet or social media change Liar Liar? There's several there's several key scenes where I think Jim Carrey needs a phone and he's constantly like borrowing someone mm-hmm. else's phone. Uh, there's that. Uh, I don't in terms of needing to change the plot of the movie, it doesn't really necessarily affect it other than get, it's weird because the, the, the relationship that they have with the family, if he had opportunities to actually he does actually have a cell phone in this movie, doesn't he? Probably, yeah, I think so. It was like yeah. those well, he had the car ones. phone as well. He had the car uh, phone too. Point. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just guess just having constant communication with his with his loved one would have been would have been way more key. But um, I I guess the reaction of him in the court if phones are even allowed in court, so I don't even think so. So it's really hard. I mean, yeah. obviously, the news of him taking over the the uh, the airport is going to be huge. It's going to be yeah. huge on Twitter. It's going to be <laughs> trending. Uh, you know, everyone's going to have their hot takes on it, but. Other than that, not I wouldn't say a lot has really changed with technology in this no. movie. It's very basic. It's not saying it's basic, but it's very, very much bare bones where you don't need a whole lot to understand what's going on. And I think that's mm-hmm. actually to yeah. the power of the movie. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, I don't really, I don't think actually smartphones and social media changes much. Yeah, I agree. Maybe the pen scene. He's like trying to type or something. He's trying to like send a text and he just can't like his he keeps his thumb keeps writing something different on autocorrect yeah. like that would be pretty funny yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's right i can see that or he keep he sends the message like five times because you know when you write something quickly and then you hit send mm-hmm. and then you're like oh wait I, I had a typo or something yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but instead it's like why does it keep telling the truth like <laughs> oh man um uh, so it, could you make liar liar today and what would the 2020 version look like John, let's start with you. I think you still could make it. I, I think obviously a lot of the jokes would be differently, but the concept could be still done. But what I wrote down is that um, if you did do it, you'd have to have like how you in click. There was, you know, a, a, a device. There was a mystery man. We They need to be something like that. You know, they need to be like in Shazam. They need to be somebody there to kind of. To, to kind of i know i don't know yeah. why i went to shazam but that someone to trigger how sure. this could actually happen right i think the best example though is is click you know they there was a device that did this just uh-huh. it was your wish like i said the kid must have superpowers otherwise how the hell did his one wish make it work <laughs> i did i couldn't unwish it because i didn't want it to happen i didn't believe it <laughs> you know what that logic was sound that's the one thing in the movie where i'm like you know what it, that yeah, you're not right. wrong <laughs> you're right. so, but like if he makes so yeah. he makes like, at the end when he says did you wish for your mom and i to get back together so did he actually wish for it and it happened or did they just fall oh, no. back in love right straight up did he, he wanted did them he roller- lie you mean yeah did he, did he lie no he wanted them rollerblades man yeah that's right <laughs> that's what he said that's right but did he get them uh i think he, so <laughs> <laughs> no i was gonna say i think you can make did he get them that's a good one did the receptionist get them? To be honest, yeah, exactly. Uh, did uh, <laughs> uh, if you can make this movie in twenty twenty, I do think so. I just think that my major problems with the movie in general was I couldn't tell what tone it was for. Like I said, I couldn't really mm-hmm. tell you between if it was just a straight up comedy like Dumb and Dumber or Ace Ventura, or if it was a kids movie. Um, I think you could go either way, but I wouldn't mind if this was in the Judd Apatow era, era where it was way more uh, to the left versus to dead in the middle of like can't tell which is what so i just wish that the movie actually just chose a tone as opposed to being veiled like even though 
it's a, him being a lawyer. There's a lot of weird sex stuff in this movie that is yeah. just in this child's movie. Mm-hmm. But have you not I, seen a lawyer program before? I mean, they all have sex stuff. I bet. Yeah. I bet. I bet. Ali McBeal. Oh, um, I also, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I will talk, I don't know. We can't talk offline. I was going to bring one thing up. Why did he break <laughs> up with Why did his wife and him break up in the first place? Is it alluded to in the beginning sh- of the movie that he cheated on her? No, just I like think he, so. he, I think it was a, he prioritized work. But he, there's a yeah, scene. But. There's a scene very early on. It's one of the first times you see them together, and she says something about how he had more sex than her, or something like that. Oh yes, I do uh, remember yes. that scene. And I was yes, like, "Is yeah. that what you're alluding to?" That yeah, he cheated on her. That's yeah. what I thought. And I'm like, "Damn, you're a bad dude." <laughs> yeah, bad father. <laughs> it's it's interesting you mentioned Apatow because he did a rewrite of this movie. Oh an wow, uncredited rewrite according to my internet research um <laughs> i believe but it. yeah i agree totally i think it's a 90s thing i think there's a lot of adam sandler movies that are pretty much the same where you have a lead who's goofy therefore it feels like it's for kids like a billy madison yeah. there's kids in the movie but then there's language or sexual things that are there and i think it was just a time where people wanted goofiness in their comedy it was yeah. like a maybe it was a hangover of previous eras or it's taken a while for mm-hmm. things to get as grounded as they have in i guess that apatow era yeah um they, they kind of did remake this movie in 2009 what? and they called it yes man oh, oh yeah you're right instead of not being able to lie he couldn't say no which but that wasn't because of the wishes fantasy. right that was just because of obligation yeah you're right <laughs> it wasn't like the fantasy element it was more of just like his approach to life yeah but I, I, it's kind of like uh it's the same similar sure. kind of concept where you, that's true i never yeah, thought of anyway. that and i think if they were to make it today uh some of the people i thought might be good to cast in it would be charlie day from always sunny i think he'd be really great mm-hmm. i think ed helms would be pretty funny and i mentioned steve carell so both of those guys i gotta say um, i can't stand you know, ed helms i would love a john krasinski which is in- John Krasinski. I don't know if he's goofy enough to no. pull off that I don't, those but I, mannerisms and stuff. I don't necessarily but I don't think nobody can be as goofy as uh That's, as Jim yeah. Carrey. You actually brought up a good point. I think Steve Carell would actually be the next logical conclusion, mm-hmm. only because we've mm-hmm. seen him act goofy, silly, crazy. like we've seen him act, I guess, the gamut with that. Same thing like Jim Carrey. So I think he's actually probably the perfect choice. Um but I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind seeing Krasinski change because it's funny because you see him as jim and then he auditioned for like captain america and now you see him as like jack ryan and now he's tra- traditionally yeah. into the row so i think i wouldn't mind seeing him portray something like that but that's just personal. yeah it would be a, it would be different for him because even as jim a comedic performance it's very grounded and dry yes. and straight man yes um the other the other one i had as kind of an outsider would be ryan reynolds and yes i think people until deadpool they kind of forgot that he was a comedy kind of oh, yeah. actor for a long time. Just waiting. Um, I never forgot. Waiting is amazing. Two guys and a girl. Yeah. Two guys and a girl, yeah. And a pizza place. Best friends. <laughs> oh, dude. I have all of two guys in a pizza place all on a disc somewhere. I, I love that nice. show so much. Love that show. Yeah, he, he's great. Van Wilder. Yeah. Van Wilder's amazing. Anyway. anyway <laughs> uh, we're getting to the Steve Buscemi Spark Plug Award. <laughs> what? Steve Buscemi. A real spark who's plug. The, who are the, the nominees here? Who deserves recognition for kind of showing up and stealing the scene with, with just a quick little performance? I only had a couple nominees, and you can feel free to nominate someone. But the first was Anne Haney, who is the secretary you mentioned 
also yes. in Mrs. Doubtfire. She's pretty good. She kind of pops up and she she doesn't have a lot of kind of comedy to work with, but she's she's good in that role. Yeah. The other one that I really like is Jason Bernard, who is the judge or the magistrate or whatever yeah. you call them over there. Uh, he actually died in 1996 before the movie released. Really? So the movie's dedicated to him. Wow. But he's he's funny. Like he's but for the most part playing it straight. Mm-hmm. But then he has these these few moments where where, uh, where like Fletcher says about like um, the water. If you don't if you don't go to the toilet, like it can lead to like erectile dysfunction yeah, basically. Yeah. And he's like, oh, in that case, I better take a little break myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that seems great. It's like, is that true? It was like, it has to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise it wouldn't come out yeah <laughs> but i also wanted to shout him out because there's a little game you might know you might not know called wing commander 4 oh boy anyone i know i know of it i know wing commander <laughs> yeah, sure. that's hilarious yeah. yeah so so wing commander 4 i played on ps1 and it's one of those like fmv games oh yeah yeah where mark hamill the right? scenes that, yeah it was mark hamill and this guy jason bernard was like the actual like sergeant or lieutenant or whatever of the space station that you that you uh were playing the game in so i I always like associated him with that game and him like like making the wrong choice and he like yells at you (laughs) um as as mark hamill so yeah i want to give a shout out to jason bernard is there anyone else in this movie i guess like the the homeless guy has a couple moments yeah but he's not his best, like his best line impactful. is that he says, I don't even know if I can say in your podcast, but uh, the, the J-O, the J-O <laughs> line. And honestly, no, I, that's fine. I, I, didn't, I didn't even remember him saying that, obviously. I think you nailed it on the head to me with the secretary because the secretary yeah, plays so sure. well with Jim Carrey and holds up to him as he's being this ridiculous person. Yeah. And when he, she confronts him with all that, you know, just – all those lies, and I think she just does mm. such a great job. And then the fact that she has that monologue where she talks about her friend, you know, mm-hmm. getting sued by the person that yeah. robbed her, like, 100%. I could have gave him 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you remember her from Miss Delphire, so she has she yeah. has that kind of, um, not, I'm not going to say nostalgic, but, like, she has that, like, oh, I remember her, and she's, you can see her in a lot of these roles, like, that you see her face, like, I know this person. I don't know her name, but I've seen her in a million places. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, let's give her the award. But I do want to give a shout out to the guy at the car yard. <laughs> he's like, you've been here before. Yes, you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's like, that scratch was there when. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right there. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. I also love the scene in that same scene where uh, he finds the price out to how much it is to uh, impound it, and he's like, Wait, "What is the line?" He says, "Like, you guys are all. This is no wonder you guys are all crooks or something." I forgot, but yeah, yeah that was also really funny. I'm taking this. By the way, everything costs a thousand dollars in the '90s. That costs a thousand dollars. His bail costs a thousand dollars. Yeah, and his wife has to throw the bill every time. Yeah, the lawyer can't <laughs> afford it. The wife has to write the check. Oh, that's what I was wondering. Is he broke? Because I think he doesn't have his wallet or something, right? I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, he had his wallet anyway. Anyways, yeah, God, that doesn't. Yeah. Matter. That doesn't matter. The last question: Is this still a good movie? I'm going to say yes and no. Yeah. Ooh, I think controversial. I think yes. If you like Jim Carrey and you want to see Jim Carrey do Jim Carrey things, there's a lot Bingo. of iconic Jim Carrey things that you can that you can enjoy in this movie. I think as a movie, like for the plot for plot, if you were enjoying it for that, I think it kind of falls flat in my opinion. Um 
There are especially things that are going on in the movie that I, I just didn't think was needed or didn't, it wasn't interesting. But because Jim Carrey's in front of the screen, that's why you care for it to progress in the way that it does, including mm-hmm. the milk toast relationship between the ex-wife and, and Jerry, um, which doesn't look seem like it's going to work at all. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's like, yeah. Sorry, I just want to point out, do you remember that he says, I love you on the plane? And she was just yes. like, it's like, too soon, right? You. It's like, you're moving to Boston. Yeah. If well, they're looking at soon, houses in this trip. Like, if saying I love you is too soon, you're moving to Boston to be f- with this person. To be fair, though, that's true. But he also proposed to her already at this point. <laughs> and, and she said yes. Said, I love you. <laughs> She's like, well, I have to think yeah, about it. I have what? to talk to Fletcher. Yeah, exactly. It's all about Fletcher. Yeah. Um, so those are, I would say, those are the things that to me <laughs> makes it a no. Mm-hmm. But if you need that Jim Carrey fix, if you need, if, if this was a visual podcast, I'd be hitting my wrist. This is something that you would enjoy if you need a Jim Carrey fi- uh, funny. My answer, my answer stays the same as yours. It's just differently. It's, I feel like if you grew up watching this, yeah. then yes, it's, it's a movie that you'll, you'll want to watch again. But yeah, if you've never ever seen this movie before, you have no context of what the 90s used to be you're probably going to turn it off 20, 30 minutes in. Which is actually pretty long. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's pretty long. I don't, into know, it. I don't know. It's hard to put myself in the position of someone that hasn't seen it before. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, unlike some other movies that I have said probably wouldn't work, like I think Wayne's World and something like that, if, if, if you're coming to that fresh now, like I feel like it would be a bit harder because the comedy is a bit more of the time and, and nuanced and pop culture references. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so but hard because when you said that, I'm like, no, Wayne's World holds up today. But that's because yeah. I know I mean, Wayne's World. Some, yeah, some people think it does. But anyway, um, episode whatever with, with Logan. Um, anyway, yeah, I think that this one, if you were going to introduce someone to Jim Carrey, I think this is probably a decent one. Oh, for sure. It's not, it's not like Ace Ventura, mm-hmm. which is not a good place to start. Yeah. Uh, I think Dumb and Dumber might be a, a better place than this, but it's it's. I think yeah, I think it. I do think it holds up. I don't think you're gonna watch it expecting like to be necessarily moved by it. Even though I, I did mention that there is a, a scene that does have some emotional impact to it, uh, and I just think the performance of Jim Carrey is strong enough to make it worthwhile. He did get Golden Globe nomination for this film, really? which. Probably his first, I think. Really? Uh, wow. For for act for best actor in a comedy or musical. Okay, sure. And was it a slow yeah, year? I mean, I've always loved how comedy and musical are in the same category. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, especially when a musical can be like super like serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that could maybe make sense now because there's not that many comedies and not that many musicals. True. That are like wide budget. It's usually a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, not comic book movie. Basically, yeah. you got to put comic book movies in that category now. It's musical, comedy, or comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's even less musicals than than ever. I guess. Yeah. yeah. There's like if you think about it, at, at a certain point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like when when the award was created, it was probably like half of the movies were <laughs> yes drama, and the other half were comedy or musical. That's right. One hundred percent. Not too yeah. late to change it. Anyway, it probably is. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, thank you for joining us, dear listeners. Where can people find you, John, if they want to catch up and tell you all about your opinions of this film? 
uh, on Twitter at John S. Bernardo and follow our podcast at PanelPod all on Twitter. Mario? Uh, you can follow me at the YouTube.com slash DualShockers. You can also find me on my personal stuff actually at Twitch.tv slash ThatMarioRivera where I am trying my best to build my Twitch uh, presence. I just need consistent people to watch. That's not your fault, but yeah. you should just, <laughs> should just let you know. Yeah, I mean, give, give Mario a follow. I'm sure that you could follow worse people over on Twitch. Yes. <laughs> you definitely can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and of course, you can catch me on socials at Jono himself. You can support the 8-bit uh, Patreon to get behind all the great content creators within the 8-bit community at patreon.com slash we are 8-bits, A-T-E-B-I-T. For the month of uh, June and July, we're donating all proceeds uh, from Patreon and our merch to Black Lives Matter movements in both the US and Australia. So uh, head over to 8bit.net if you want to find out more about that. And uh, I guess the podcast reviews and ratings also go a long way to helping us out if you just want to pass on some love whether it's on Podchaser, apple podcasts any platform that factors in reviews and ratings dear listeners thank you again for joining us on comedy rewind be kind <laughs>